On this episode of Resi Week, we talk an 8K information session at Cedia, as well as an AI futurist is holding the keynote. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 393, Miss Cleo. Welcome to another episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by three of my good friends. First, we have Katie McGregor Bennett. She's the president of KMB Communications. How are you doing, Katie? Doing great. Weeks before Expo. You know you know what it's like. <laughs> it's not the week before Expo. It's, no, it said weeks. Like, weeks before. Yeah, weeks. Weeks. <laughs> my weeks, apologies. Plural. I say, my calendar got jacked up real fast. <laughs> uh, then we have Mr. Jason Knott. He is uh, an evangelist over at DTools. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Matt. And last but certainly not least, we have my good friend, Mr. Michael Short. He's the Senior Director of Marketing for Residential with Crestron. How you doing, Michael? Amazing. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you for staying up late to uh, hang out with us. We are going to kick this off with a story that comes to us from Residential Systems. A CDA Expo panel is going to cover the latest developments in 8K. Uh, the real interesting aspect of this is not only are they covering obviously the latest developments, but they're coming at it uh, from the 8K association featuring executives from IMAX and Amazon Prime, i.e. they're understanding 8K from a content perspective, uh, which is typically is not the way we address this, especially in the resi space. We just talk about how it affects people in the home. Katie, let me start with you on this. How much confusion is there, do you think, between 8K and how we use it in the home versus how it's produced, how 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 that content gets made and then delivered? Tons still. Uh, yeah, not not a new not a new conversation at all. I mean, you know, it's, the the race to the K's has been sort of this, this underlying lying theme in the industry for for ages, but I think that the the true understanding and what it really means to what that image looks like on the screen at home in my house compared to your house compared to what I saw at big box retailer insert name here versus other promotional material that caused me to buy the thing that I have. I think just generally speaking, there's just not a lot of common understanding for exactly what I jokingly say, you know, what do the K's mean? And, and to me as an end user, what am I seeing? What am I experiencing? What, at what level do I need to engage and what does that mean from a technology standpoint? Saying that is I don't know, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a big concept to deliver. And if you just enjoy content and don't necessarily need to scrutinize it, eh, common consumers don't necessarily, you know, they're not going to dip down into this either. So I think it, it makes a lot of difference to us on the industry side of it. But I think what's really important and what the takeaway from a show like this is how do we take this information from an input perspective and turn it around so that the people that we serve and that we're continuing to educate and inspire to buy technology from us and our group in the future, how do we take this knowledge and spin it in such a way that it is meaningful and it does matter and it does create a buying conversation for the future that doesn't 
confuse the the consumer into such a thing like it's this tech stuff is just all too confusing i don't care anyways that's the last thing we need right so i think it's it, it is really important but i think it's, it's how do we get there that's in the conversation that's really compelling to me of course as a communicator so i don't know that i answered your question per se but that's, that's sort of my take on it yeah you can yeah close enough we're fine <laughs> jason what kind of as i alluded to in the in the intro for it I'm very impressed that this is coming from the content aspect, right? We don't typically see this, especially in, in, in the residential space. Um, I'm used to it from the NAB, the national association of broadcast side where they don't care how you're going to view it per se. It's all about the content and, and what that pipeline looks like and how they get it to the house and then what the house does with it. Not that they don't care, but they don't really care. Will this bring a much better understanding of how we're going to use 8K or how to effectively use 8K in the home because we're finally going to see it from the content side? I'm glad that CD is continuing this. If you recall, we did a session last year at CD Expo that had... Um, that talked about the potential for integrators to be content providers, meaning that at some point, CDA Expo itself would have Netflix, would have YouTube, would have all of these disparate systems. Because think about right now what you have to do. How many different services do you have to have to watch in the NFL? If you wanted to watch every game, you would have to have more. Prime, you would have to have YouTube, you would have to have the NFL. The, um, everything got Apple, you would have, everything got disseminated and, and displayed, and it made it ultimately super confusing for the consumer. Who's the people that take something that's complicated and make it simple for the consumer? The integrator. So the premise last year in our session was that content providers at some point will be turning to integrators to simplify, create interfaces, create package solutions, an NFL interface via Crestron or whatever it might be that, that takes all these different ways to watch the NFL and puts it all together into a simple interface uh, for the customer. I love the fact that they're picking up on this. I also like that 8K Association is doing this. If anybody hasn't had a chance to check it out, their website's very informative. Uh, they've got a lot of really good technical information regarding 8k uh, where the panels get from the cost why an 8k tv costs so much more than a 4k tv you know what is the difference in the cost there structure so it's a really informative um but this is just another leap and who knows five years from now we could see some of those nab um content providers actually at cedia expo talking to integrators about package solutions yeah that's a really good point Michael, let's let's address the somewhat elephant in the room. 8K is awesome. And obviously there are displays that are made for 8K content. Um, there's not a ton of 8K content available, obviously, yet. Are we as an industry and obviously like from the manufacturing standpoint, are we truly ready for a fully functional 8K solution? I think we can be reasonably quickly if the content became available because you have to be, you know, you think about when 4k happened, you know, TVs were extremely expensive. You know, we started talking about 
4K distribution, going through the whole process with digital media and how we'd use 4K. But very quickly, as more content becomes available and as consumers want to uh, take that content in, we as manufacturers get up to speed quickly. And, and we certainly are working on and have solutions that are going to be ready for 8K and will be um, certainly ready to go. I think that it will all depend on the content, though, because you look at now, you know, YouTube and Vimeo is probably the only place you can get the, mm -hmm. the most 8K content. And you're talking about direct smart TVs there versus distributing it from your Apple TV potentially or other devices. So, um, you know, the, the content is going to be really important. Japan, I think, had the uh, the Tokyo Olympics in yeah. 8K, if I remember rightly. In OTA or It was insane. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. And you know, so I think to answer from a manufacturing standpoint, yeah, we'll be ready and we'll get there. But the, this is why it's really interesting to see this as a content-led discussion yeah. at Cedia because that's where I believe we need to be thinking what type of content are consumers going to be consuming first you know it, you're talking about virtual reality now is mainly looking to be in 8k so are we actually talking about netflix and amazon first or is it going to be those games rooms where consumers want to have 8k content in those specialty rooms so we'll obviously be ready but i do think for the first time in, in how i can remember the content first it's it's, <laughs> it's really interesting and i love that the discussion is being led that way. Yeah, that's a great point. So check that session out if you happen to be in Denver. All right, let's change topics for a second. Uh, this comes to us from Residential Tech Today. Uh, AI and technology futurist Scott Steinberg is delivering the keynote at Expo 2023. Uh, if you don't know um, Steinberg, he's going to be speaking on the unstoppable AI revolution that's coming to the home. All right, I am going to get this out of the way right off the top. I absolutely, absolutely detest futurists. Um, I have been in multiple keynotes, both for our trade and others with futurists. And they're ridiculous. They remind me of Miss Cleo from the 90s. If you are a 90s kid, you will get that reference. If you are young like Michael, you may not. Um, but I hate futurists. Now, that out of the way. <laughs> All right, Jason. Is this, is AI in the home going to come in more than just little spurts to our industry? I get AI will come into the house. I fully em em embrace that. Um, and expect that I question how much it will come in through our industry. Am I wrong on that? So it's interesting. Um, out at ISC West, the security show in uh, the spring, there was mm -hmm. quite a bit of, of integration between security cameras. I believe you and I have talked about this before security camera technology and AI. I believe that that is going to be the, 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 the from in terms of technology and our industry, I think that the security camera level is going to be the first entree 
because the way that the, the AI could interpret what was happening in the image and then create notifications to law enforcement without somebody having to watch the image and interpret what's going on was incredible and would speed up response. So I was super impressed by that. And I believe, um, I think we'll see AI in the security camera booths. Um, I would recommend that. I, obviously, there's the the simple areas of AI helping you from your website, you know, maybe creating some mm -hmm. content for your website and those sorts of things on the, at the marketing level that integrators might be able to utilize also. Um, one glimmer of hope for the future is for Scott Steinberg. I did go kind of check out um, in his website and it looks like he doesn't just focus on on the futurist from a technology standpoint, but he also really delves into small business and particularly how it's going to help small businesses. And he tries to really kind of drill down. So knowing that this audience is predominantly made up of small businesses, I think there's a glimmer of hope there that he won't be Miss Cleo. I'll, I'll attend, uh, you know, with an open mind, 100%. I'll just still have a very hard time getting Miss Cleo out of my head through the entire thing. Um, Michael, oh, and, and just before we move on, and I'm going to be nitpicky with this and you can tell me I'm wrong. The majority of the security camera stuff is machine learning. It's not AI. I know they, I know they sell it as AI. It's machine learning. Um, anyways. <laughs> well, that's another, but that's another topic in and of itself, Matt, that you, that you keep poking on is that AI versus machine learning, right? So that's yeah, a whole that's, other that conversation. is a whole other conversation worth doing a dive into 95% of it's machine learning. It's not AI, but it's, it's cute that we, AI just is a much better tagline. Yeah. Michael, is this going to be the domain of essentially the gaffes of the world? Is, is AI going to come into the house through Alexa or through something from Apple or something, heck something from Facebook from meta versus you know, the, the only company I know that is actively using any form of AI um, in our space right now is is Josh AI dropped a uh, version that has chat GTP built into it or as, a, as an extension layer built onto it. Do you foresee this being driven heavily by essentially like the gaffes of the world? I think they will find... DIY mass home implementation of this in one way or another, because, you know, whether it's bringing chat GPT into Alexa, there are going to be ways that they will quickly be able to implement certain elements, but I don't think it will be a true driver of, of, of the industry. I think where we can get huge value from a technology standpoint here is through things like, smart home health monitoring, let's say. So looking at how AI can monitor our sensors um, and looking at detecting anom anomalies in the home, whether it's potential health issues through um, air quality, through movement of people, through um, water and analyzing that data through health monitoring in the house, because those little things are really, really smart, but that's mm -hmm. difficult AI. That is something that we would really require um, companies to be focused on predictive maintenance, uh, analytics of your smart home, all those things 
can be powered and analyzed really well through AI because we know you can mass input yeah. loads of lines of data to then bring out really simplistic um, results and answers. So I think the true benefits here are going to come when we start thinking about how we can layer AI into that type of analysis. But I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, the Alexas or the Googles um, of the world doing some sort of AI manipulation. I think the camera and security aspect is really interesting. But again, is that machine learning versus AI? But it's here to stay. It's happening. Yeah. Right. We are going to see AI in this space in the future. But I wanted to touch on something Jason was saying. Right now, I think in our industry, if we can educate our dealer channel on how to use AI to help their business growth, marketing, I mean, I really, you know, I'm hoping that what they talk about during the keynote, and I know there's an event happening pre-CU as well, is how can our dealer community utilize AI to really drive lead generation, to help them develop better websites, help them manage their websites, help them create email communications. There's so much you can do on the marketing side. And that, that for me is if I was an integrator right now, I'd be thinking, how can I utilize all these tools to grow my business and make it run more smoothly? And as Jason said, that I know is an element of the conversation that's happening. For right now, that's really powerful. Futurist thinking, I think it will come in. It will. It's going to happen. Yeah. How and why, I don't where I don't know, but it's, it is going to happen. All right, Katie, sum this up for us or wrap this up for us. Put a bow on it, whatever. Um, and you can put on your futures hat for this too. No, because you hate them. <laughs> <sighs> Good point. All right. Um, make a informed guess. How about that? What is going to be the market penetration for AI long-term? Is this something that we are going to resist collectively? Again, just as a society, or is this going to be the same as the Alexa where it's like, it can set a kitchen timer when I'm boiling water. I'm cool with it. Listening to literally everything I say in my house. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think my take on it, just just my take is I think it's going to be very similar to that um, and a bit of a hybrid at the same time. You know, I think that to, to Michael's point, you know, it, it, it's already happening. So I think that there's, you know, we have to, it, it is already happening and it's already very pervasive. There was obviously going to be resistance just as there is to, you know, to technology, to online banking still, you know, <laughs> who would do such a thing? Um I think there's always going to be resistance to anything that is that has a technology backbone or or you know a, a an emphasis of technology that has a reporting of some sense that is un, is not known to the consumer right there's always going to be that group that's just like hell no I don't want any part of that and I respect that you know um, and it it took some time for even Alexa to become that thing that you'd allow to time your boiling water but and be accepting of it listening to everything else in your world and and I you, not a day goes by I'm sure that's the same for for all of you guys here and listeners too that somebody in our world doesn't go oh my god I was just having a conversation and now on my feed here's the thing that I was just talking to my neighbor about and I thought that that was a private conversation it, so I think that there's it, so much of that continues to happen that it's it's doing two things. It's driving technology forward and driving acceptance of it forward, but it also is increasing the fear factor, right? So for every one of the positive experiences that we share, there's quite possibly one or two negative experiences somebody else shares that makes it really scary. So there's that point. And then I think that the other thing is this within our industry, we're so 
tuned to, to utilizing the new thing to make the current thing better. And that's, you know, it's just sort of how we're wired. It's in our DNA. So I think that there will be a, a fast adoption and a fast expansion of the usage of AI and machine learning in our industry as we're serving, consum serving consumers. My caution as a communicator, now having gone through several stacks of content specifically that was derived from AI, it still needs a lot of human intervention because it is not speaking as a human. It is not speaking our language. It doesn't properly identify and define acronyms even, which as you know, are such a big part of our conversation in technology. So it, it, it will require our help to get it better <laughs> and it's gonna get great and it's gonna be horrible at the same time until that learning has, has gotten much further along than it already is today. But to your original point, is there going to be resistance? Absolutely and, and, and understandably. I think it's up to us in the industry, residential, commercial, all of us in technology integration to really make sure that we're making the right decisions as to what we're plugging in, what we know about it, and what we're communicating to the other side as to what they should expect and what they need to keep an eye on and ear out for. Because it's that combined awareness of what's happening that will create a more positive situation and scenario going forward if we're not really, <laughs> really diligent in having a firm grip on the harness. <laughs> what can stand to happen can really be, you know, can, can create quite a bit of a show for us in integration that I don't know that we'll, we can recover from effectively. That's much further down the road and I am not a futurist. Um, but, you know, I just, that's, that's my bigger fear is just if we don't harness and control it now and, and learn how to corral it in such a way that it doesn't take out our bottom line as an industry. <laughs> you know, that's, and I think that's a big takeaway. So, Regardless of your opinion on AI, machine learning, and futurists, I think listening to the conversation and understanding sort of the, the, the bigger scope and ultimately where everything is going and then how, what's your role as an individual. You know, I know what mine is now very clearly. You asked me six months ago as a communicator, what was my role with AI and machine learning? I wouldn't have answered the question. It's much clearer to me today, but I've spent quite a bit of time digging through it and identifying where it's good and where it's not. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, let's wrap it up there. Thank you all for joining us. Michael, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Crestron, how can they do that? Crestron.com, of course, or visit us at Cedia. We're on booth 19.1. We've got a huge presence again this year, some really exciting things going, going on from us. So uh, yeah, of course, Crestron.com or come see us at Cedia. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Jason, thank you for joining us. How can people connect with you? Learn more about DTools. They can go to DTools.com. Uh, that's D-Tools.com. They can also reach out to me at JasonK at DTools.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jason W. Not. Let me just add one quick point to both what Michael and, and Katie were mentioning there. Um, that I agree that AI is going to need to be oversight, need oversight by uh, an individual. Um, I'm going to predict as a futurist oh, God. <laughs> that um, we just saw last week ADT sell off its commercial business and then focus strictly on the residential side. And we all know that Google did the massive, massive investment in ADT a couple of years ago. To what Michael's point is, or your question to Michael, I see that that might be the realm, again, going back to what I was talking about, the security level, that 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 would be the company to be on the lookout for where you might start seeing this introduced to the consumers. Well, and they definitely have the, especially with the Google backing, 
they have the uh, pockets to play in that space effectively. Yeah, and now they're focused 100% on residential. That is the truth. All right, Katie, uh, how can people connect with you, learn more about KMB Communications? You find KMB Communications on the web at KMBcom with two amps.com. All over the social sphere, one version of that or another, and myself, Katie, K-A-T-Y-E, McGregor, Bennett, same thing, all around the sphere. Looking forward to meeting you guys out there. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for the support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.